if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, my reaction to the St. Louis Blues signing Brandon Saad to a five-year, $4.5 million per year deal. Uh, you know, as a Blues fan, somebody who covers and writes about the team, thehockeywriters.com. You can find me there, of course, as always, as the glare of my glasses looks very weird in this video, but this is mostly for the podcast version. So uh, ECSW podcast, and I did a reaction uh, to the Vucinavich trade and the Blues picking him up last week. So why not do a reaction to their first signing and probably their only major quote-unquote uh, signing in free agency? And I think that this opens up an opportunity, number one, um, for Doug Armstrong to make the Tarasenko trade. Obviously, JR's report on The Athletic last night, you know, people, I'm sure those sources that he's using are on the Tarasenko side of things. I think that that's definitely the case. Um, and I think that, you know, I do think that they have to trade him quickly, you know, because I think the value in a way is diminishing. But on the other side of it, there's teams out there. The New Jersey Devils, the number one example of this, that need a top six winger and want a top six winger. And how many are out there in the market right now? I think Tatar is probably the only one. And he might be signed in New Jersey. He could sign in Carolina. Maybe the Islanders take a shot on him. But I just think that from the Blues perspective, getting the sod deal done is important. And, you know, where they go from here is also important. I think the defensive unit as of right now is not good enough unless Scandella somehow magically starts to play well again because he did play well when the Blues traded for him uh, in the shortened season, the suspended season, I should say, of 2019-20. He played well after that trade, but he's really fallen off since the bubble. Um, and, you know, Falk was very good last year. I think Tory Krug had a solid season. I think he can get even better in his second year. Pareko has just been dealing with so many injuries. If he could actually stay healthy – He'd be good even though he didn't really play well last year, even when they thought he was healthy. Um, so I think the top four right now on the defensive end has to be fixed after the Tarasenko trade goes down. And you look at the top six right now, I like it a lot. The top six, I think Doug Armstrong's made two brilliant moves this year, You know, replacing the likes of Schwartz and Hoffman with a couple of guys that are different, but I think fit the style even better than Hoffman did. Um, you know, I think Brandon Saad's a perfect fit on second or third line, probably a second line guy, unless Tarasenko's here, maybe he's a third line guy. But you never know. I think that the way they did that trade was the way they did that signing with Saad five years, 4.5 is an incredible number. I thought when people said they'd have to overpay for him, I'm thinking five and a half to six. They got him for a million less than Schwartz. Schwartz signs five years, 5.5 in Seattle. Five years, 4.5 for Saad is better, way better. And they're basically the they're the same type of player, and Saad's been better the last year and a half. So I think the top six right now you're looking at Peron, O'Reilly, Buchnevich on a line. I think that's a perfect line. That's three guys that play in all three zones. Buchnevich and Peron have both been guys that have put up points and scored goals, and O'Reilly's obviously one of the better two-way centers in the game. I think there's only a handful of guys 
in that category. And I think he's in that category with Bergeron and Kopitar. And, you know, Stone is not a center, so I didn't say Stone. Couturier, um, I think he's in that group. I really do. And the second line, I think Saad, Shin, Kairou makes a lot of sense. I think this could help revitalize Shin a little bit to have some constant line mates. I think him and Saad are similar players, two-way guys. Uh, Saad's been a bit more of a goal scorer the last few years. Um, Kairou's a playmaker, can make things happen. I think he would be a perfect winger with Saad and Shin on that line. Uh, third line's where the questions happen. And you have to think the longer that Bozak's a free agent, the more likely it is that they bring him back. I think he'd be a very, very good player to play on the third or fourth line. Maybe we see him play in the third line with Thomas on the right side, but I get the sense that they want Robert Thomas to start out down the middle this year. Natural position is center. So I wonder if they do that. And then wingers for him, as much as I hate to say it, I assume Zach Sanford is going to be on that line. And I'd assume you look at other guys. Um, I like the idea of Costin playing on that line. So something, as I'm writing it down, you know, Sanford, Sanford, Thomas, Costin, I think would be a great line. And then hopefully Sunquist is healthy and ready to go because you'd have him on the fourth line with Barbashev. You can lock that in. And then who's their line mate? You know, I think you have the option of Clifford. I think he would probably get the opportunity to start the season. And then after that, you know, you look, I think McEachern will have an, an opportunity at some point. I think that, you know, Dakota Josh was a guy that showed flashes of being able to be a depth guy uh, for them. They don't have the depth that they had a couple years ago. I think that is for certain, but they still have some pretty good depth. Like, you know, the four group's going to be good. I do think that there should be a little bit of a worry about goal scoring because none of the guys in the four group stand out to me as goal scorers. Like Buchnevich and Saad have put up a lot of points. And Saad scored 15 goals last year in 44 games, which is about a 25-goal season and a real season, full season, I should say. Um, and Buchnevich had 48 points, you know, 20 goals in that season. So, you know, I think that that's great. Um, I do see a scenario where Tarasenko returns. I do see that possibly happening. I think it's a bit of a long shot because it really sounds like he doesn't want to come back. Um, but the defense is where he got to make some changes. The third pairing is scary to me. You know, I'm thinking Mikola Bortuzzo is probably the route they go. Second pairing, they got to get a better fourth guy. Krug, Falk, Pareko, you can lock them in. They'll be here. Pareko, I think, is a guy that probably should be traded or should have been considered to be traded when his value is higher. Now I think they'll keep him, and if he plays well, maybe they extend him, maybe they don't. But um, they got to make some defensive changes, and I think the Tarasenko trades next, and after that, where do they go? You look at the cap situation. Uh, if I look at cap friendly real quick right now, they're sitting in an okay spot um, in terms of their numbers with Tarasenko on the roster you know, they still have the cap space to bring some of the RFAs back uh, at reasonable numbers, which I'm assuming Cairo and Thomas will take, you know, reasonable cap hits based on what we've seen from them. Barbashev as well, perfect fourth-line guy, thinking he'll come in under $3 million, you'd think, uh, right around Sunquist number of 2.75, maybe a little less, um, I would think. Um, you look elsewhere, you know, defensively, Scandella 3.275 is terrible. We know that. Um I do think that, you know, right now they have 8.8, 8.3, 8. 
five eight million in gap space with Tarasenko on the roster. Trade him depending on how much you know you you take back possibly in a, in a trade to get other guys. You know you're looking at about fourteen million in cap space. After that, you still got some room to do some things. Um, you know, in terms of defensive free agents, I don't know if that would happen. Maybe a trade happens where they could get rid of the Scandella contract. I doubt that would happen, though. Um, I'd feel much more comfortable with Scandella on the third pair rather than the second pair, but he's making 3.275. I think he's going to be on the second pair. So still need some changes to be made. I love the side deal. I think it's a perfect contract for a player that fits their system so much better than Mike Hoffman did. So it's looking up. Lots of things still to be done. The Tarasenko trade, I'm sure, will happen. If it doesn't, Kairou and Thomas playing the third line together, I guess. And then you have Saad, Shin, Tarasenko, which I think would be a terrific line if they're all healthy. But don't get your hopes up for that. I think Tarasenko is going to be traded next. Then you make moves on the defensive end. There's lots of guys out there that can make an impact, whether it's via trade, which we know Armstrong likes to swing for the fences and trades, um, or free agents. So we'll see. And if they make another big move, the Tarasenko trade, I'll probably make a podcast for that as well.